Hey, Stereos. Yo, what's up? Look at all these tampons. Yes. How many tampons are in front of you? 1,400, I counted. Yes. Each box has 50, and there are, I think, uh, I don't remember the math, but there are lots of boxes here that we will be, and this is not even every box of tampons. Hi, my name's Sarancho. Welcome to the Loudest Podcast, the only tampon collection podcast on the internet. We are collecting tampons for charity. If you haven't noticed, I have uh, displayed some of our beautiful selections. Sriracha is right now broadcasting from inside a fort that we have made from the tampon boxes that have been sent here. Uh, So far, we have over 3,000 individual tampons from... Are from our Davenon tampons drive. And we are continuing to collect them, so please don't send any more to our apartment. Send them to the charity. No, I completely disagree. We set, we originally said, you fill our box with tampons, our P.O. box, that is. And I want you, listeners, to fill our P.O. box with tampons. That is P.O. box 90700, Brooklyn, New York. 11209-9997. Go to Amazon, CVS.com, whatever. Buy the tampons, have them sent directly to our P.O. box, and we are going to put them all in a rented van that I am calling the Maximobile. Okay, first of all, you're going to pick them up then. You know how difficult these were to get back from the post office? Yeah, you, you could have just left them there. The post office hangs on to packages for 22 days. No, they because they... Took the slip. They took the slip. You know, they give you the slip when you got a package. Yeah. And they took the slip. And then I was like, hey, can I come back for one of these later? Because there was two gigantic boxes. And the lady was like, mm, when are you coming back? And I was like, I don't know, like two hours. She says, mm, okay, but you have to come back today. You couldn't just ask, did you, did you say, can I please have the slip back? No, I did not ask for the slip back. You got rooked I guess by I someone who didn't want to do work. Because here's what she said to herself. I already did the work to find the packages. I don't want to have to put them back. But they did the beep beep thing. Oh, they scanned it? Yeah. No, that's... No. No, that's it. No, I'm sorry. That's it. You're yeah. Right. You're taking the van by yourself, too. <laughs> that's fine. You don't have to come. I'm gonna... I'll get Zwick to come with me. The Maximobile. Uh, there's a pick... There's a... Uh, the charity that we're doing is called, what is it called? Support the Girls? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because originally it was like a bra collection charity. Get it? Support support the girls? Aha, uh-huh, because they're titties. Yeah, titties, exactly. Um, and uh, I will drive the Maximobile to fill. And why am I driving the Maximobile by myself? Uh, because every time we rent a car, we get in huge fights over your driving. Because my driving is... Bad. <laughs> exactly. I am not good at driving. And I'm also a very anxious driver. Yeah, you're incredibly anxious, and we just end up fighting, so I will not rent a car with you anymore. And and who is fine with that? Both of us. Me, Steris Covenants, because I know. I get it. When we drove that van down to Monkey's house, I remember when we got there, I think we both said, never again. Never again. No, never again. We are not a driving couple. That's fine. Take the train. We could bring all these on the train, I bet. Actually, we could. I mean, we could, mm, I don't know about the logistics of that. Like, we would need to carry them in garbage bags or something. You don't think there's already people carrying giant garbage bags on the train? Those bags are full of garbage. These bags are full of hope. Hope for people who need hygiene products this season. I'm sure there's a way you can, like, buy an extra bag. The nice thing about Amtrak, one of the things about Amtrak is there's just, like, 
however many bags you want. They go like, just tell us if it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because like they don't want you like essentially babysitting freight. If you know what I mean? Like this? <laughs> no, because this is very light. The thing they're concerned about is weight limits. Really? So like you can't like bring like a grand piano. But I think everyone on Amtrak is allowed to bring at least two giant carry-ons and not airplane-sized carry-ons like regular 90-style carry-ons I'm- and two and two shoulder bags. Did you see Spirit Airlines came out with a new plane that has more leg room this time? Wait, what? Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Um, it's, I mean, there's not much to tell. It's a plane with more leg room. And I was like, wow, Spirit, I'm really impressed. Like, you are not the one I thought this was going to come out of. Wait, more leg room than other planes? More leg room than other Spirit planes. See, that's the thing. That's why I'm not impressed at all. It's like... Oh, so you're giving me, like, the regular amount of legroom that, like, a human usually gets when they fly? Thanks. Yeah. You know, I don't get the whole bitching about air travel thing. It's like, come on, guys. At this point, it cannot possibly be a surprise that flying sucks. It's not fucking 1974 anymore. Yeah, I know. No, no, we're used to, like, interestingly, okay, remember when that guy got dragged screaming off the airplane? Which by the one? cops, and he was like, Tate. Oh, yeah, which one? That's a good point. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there was like a Chicago doctor who was like, oh, I paid for the seat. I'm not getting off. Oh, yeah. Dr. Doe. They call him Dr. Doe now. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> right before, so like in the wake of that, Congress was like starting to move. Congress was like, we're going to pass a shitload of laws and regulations that make it so that people can't be treated like garbage. It was going to be called the the um, Customers Not Cargo Act. And then they settled with Dr. Doe. They gave Dr. Doe like $20 million. And then Congress was like, ah, I guess we don't have to act. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, this guy's fine. All right, so there's no longer political will to like go up against these giant corporations. Okay, bye. I guess I guess customers can be cargo. All right, end. bill adjourned. Now the next bill in our docket: uh, get on the plane, you cow. <laughs> <laughs> this actually gives airlines the right to zap you with one of those cattle prods they use to get the cows in the fenced-in areas. Oh my god! Yeah, look, look we all get their travel sucks, but. The Maxi Mobile will not suck. No way. Uh, now, the next uh, thing on the docket, the you want another drink, you fat piggy, no way. <laughs> oh, my God. You'll take what you're served and like it. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Take a boat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was, uh, when I was in Indonesia, the big story on the news, because, like, when you... I don't know, there's something I was getting unserved a lot of Australian news sites on all of, because that's like the main tourist population. Yeah, it's like right next to Australia, Bali. Yeah, so I was reading the Australian news, and apparently while I was over there, one of the big stories is there was a bunch of dudes that got kicked off of, there was a flight going from Sydney to Thailand, but a bunch of dudes got drunk, like in the middle of the air, a bunch of Australians got drunk, and Fought the shit out of one another, and it was to the point where they had to land the plane in Indonesia because they could not calm them down. They had to like emergency land them, Jesus, and then ship them home. And those guys got fined a million dollars. Oh, that's great! That's exactly what I'm looking for. And it was one of those trashy Australian news sites, like Australian news and magazines and tabloids and shit are much more aggressive. Than American way. So it's, it's like, I had a name like 
embarrassment in the air. Awesome. <laughs> Bogans get hyped on VB, fight each other, force landing in t- <laughs> force landing a fuck it bound plane in uh, Indonesia, sent home with one million dollar fine. <laughs> fuck it bound plane. Yeah. You, uh, do you mean Phuket? Ah, uh, is that how you say it? The only look. The only reason I'm correcting you is because I think our listeners might think that you made up a town named Fuck It. Or is it called Fuck It? Am I saying I wrong? think you're wrong. I think you are wrong. Well, and I think you're just being a dick. I'm, ju- I'm trying to call it out. Let's find out. Let's find out right now. Okay. YouTube.com. <laughs> P-H-U. Fuck it. Okay, well, uh... <laughs> Try another one just to make sure. So that that pronounced it like I. How to pronounce Phuket? So here are several versions, both in Thai and in Farang, as it were. Phuket. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. And you know what? Wait, are, are you? Someone in Thai while you're visiting Phuket. Enjoy your travels. Oh, okay. So I don't know. The other one said like I said it. So I think it's one of those things where it's both. But you, but the way he introduced it in the clip was how to pronounce Phuket, meaning that's the base understand. And here's the thing, Sriracha, I tried to let you out of it because you said I think it's pronounced like this, and I said you know what, I might be wrong. I knew I was right the whole time. Well, it's not a secret anymore. So <laughs> okay, but the only reason I even called it out is because like you're telling a story about a plane to fuck it, and I'm like, well, let me make sure people know okay. what you're saying. Well, the plane was going to Phuket, Phuket. 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 So I went to see the dumbass stupid wizard movie in space flying through time with birds. Not enough birds, in my opinion, but there were some cute things. So, hey, everybody, if you haven't seen Star Wars, The Return of the Last Jedi Walker... Don't keep listening. We're going to put a bumper in. We're going to put a bumper in for when the spoilers are done. So if you continue to listen past this point, you are going to be spoiled for Star Wars Revenge of the Sith Walker. Yeah, that's the name of it. All right, (laughs) Zwick, tell them when they can turn tune back in. Go to 47 minutes and 17 seconds and you'll be fine. All right. Well, Sriracha... Now that we are in the spoiler zone. This is a spoiler zone. <laughs> okay. You know, the only thing I cared about with this movie was, are there going to be porgs in it? And how much porgs are we going to see? That was the one thing I was looking forward to, being surprised by the amount of porgs. And then a guy, who's a very nice guy, by the way, he's also a patron. His name is Force Wave. He tweets both of us. And he tweets us, there's only one scene of porks in the movie, just letting you know. Yeah, let's get the let's get the elephant out of the room early. Listen, and it was such a bullshit inclusion. Yep. Like, I don't even think they shot another first of all, big shout out to everybody that came to the meetup and during the three second pork scene you could hear like this audible yeah like cheering but only from the row that we were in yeah we were really loud <laughs> so big shout out to everybody who contributed to yeah that. yeah pe- so people came in from fucking connecticut yeah uh, thanks for coming out to the meetup oh a dude came in from connecticut who is a professional sword fighter awesome that's what he does for a living he sword fights he goes around the country sword fighting at renaissance fairs and at like medieval times is 
And he told us that he's going to get us into the Connecticut Renaissance Fair in autumn. Fucking sweet, dude. I'm going. <laughs> um, anyways, so it was such a bullshit setup because I feel like, I've been thinking about this all night, that they did not film another segment of the pork. This is how contrived they, because I feel like, okay, here's what definitely happened. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining the, there's a room full of dying boomers. All of them are on life support. Like <laughs> In the room, it's a boardroom, and there's like seven old guys, and they all are hooked up to like life alert machine. Yeah, just like Emperor Palpatine in the movie. <laughs> yes. They're all hooked up to like this like this dark wizard magic stuff keeping them alive. Yeah, and they're all just laying there. They're basically dead. <laughs> Looks like a nursing home. The hallways, instead of being filled with like PAs and secretaries, are home health nurse aides. And uh, Rian, who is the new director? J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams comes in, and the, the Bob Iger is sitting there. He says, what are your plans for including Porgs in the next movie? And J.J. Uh, Abrams is like, I don't think that we're going to do any of them. See, uh, Rian Johnson, he got so pissed off when he left, he was like filling a suitcase. He's like, I'm taking my Porgs and I'm going home. <laughs> so he took all the Porgs with him. And they were laying there like, we invested so much money in new Porgs for the holiday. You're putting the fucking Porgs in the movie. And if you won't do it, We'll bring him back. And then his heart stops, and a nurse had to co- has to come in with the defibrillator and zap him back away. And J.J. Abrams is like, fucking fine. So here's how contrived this is. They actually have Ray go back to Octo to crash a starship and throw a lightsaber into a fire. And there's like a three-second shot of the pork sitting there like, what you doing? But I feel like that was definitely leftover footage from the left. I one million percent agree that J.J. Abrams, who like clearly hates, clearly hates everything Rian Johnson did. And I'll, I'll get more into that later. But like... Yeah, I don't think J.J. Abrams is going to bring out, like, little chroma key blue pork puppets and the guys to operate them and all the ping pong balls to this fucking island. He's just like, ah, let's find some leftover pork footage. He only uses the porks to establish that we're on Octo. Yeah. That's why he uses the porks. He uses the porks for plot reference. There's no fun little moment where they run up to Ray and tug on our legs and they're like, we remember you. We're the hatchlings that you met in the first movie. Like, hey, you're grown up. You're back. All the porks don't run up to her. Like, try to play with the lightsaber again. Give her cuddles. And she doesn't go like, well, hello, little birds. It's so great to see you again. They're just there. It's okay. Imagine this. Imagine there's a movie and we're making and it's about a town. It's about Springfield, Maryland. Cut to sign that says Springfield, Maryland. That's what the porgs were in this movie. They might as well have just been a sign that said, Welcome to Octo. An old guy died here. I mean, okay, so maybe I'm being a bit nitpicky, but did you also notice that they kind of looked like shit? Yes! Like, they didn't move at all. They stood there and they, like, turned their head. Okay, so in the first movie, they did, like... They did, like, this thing. Yeah. And they sit in the grass. Yeah. Okay. And the thing that Taraji just did with the poor doll is, like, they kind of, like, bob their head up and out of their body, like like a like a bobblehead. Right. But this one, it looked like, you know, they those T-Pose models they make of, like, from the Unity. They looked like something out of the Unity Asset Store that you kind of lowered their arms a little bit, and they stand there. And they didn't move at all. They just made a noise. And it was quick, but I noticed it. And I can't wait for the Blu-ray to come out so I can analyze that. 
over again because they did look like fucking shit. And that's why I feel like it was definitely leftover footage. Yes. I got, they even seemed a little bit out of focus, if you don't mind me saying. No, they were. They were kind of like, kind of like blurry or something. Kind of, you know what they looked like? They looked like the camera was not at all set up to capture CGI birds. That like in the editing room, Bob Iger like came like came into the editing room and he was like, "Where are the birds, JJ?" <laughs> and JJ was like, "I'm doing my own thing. I I don't want there to be birds. Your own thing. The only thing you'll do is die." <laughs> and then lightning started coming out of Bob Iger's thing, and JJ was like, "No, I'll put in the birds." Ah, pirates of birds! And then he pushed the button, Mark birds. And two birds just popped in, and I was like, good. You're gonna put the fucking birds in the movie, JJ. Mark my words. There will be birds, or there will be blood. Do you realize how much money we had to spend to get the baby Yoda toy made in time for Christmas? You will show the birds, JJ. You will shield the birds, JJ, or we will kill the Abrams. We will kill the, oh my God, you missed it. Sirius went to the bathroom for, I think you missed like half the movie. I went to the bathroom three times because. No, you went way more than that. You at least six times. Three times during the movie. Once before, once right after. Five times total in the theater. These pants are real tight. And we ordered, uh, sorry, I just made a face. When your pants are tight, sometimes the button on the pants presses directly into your bladder. And when you push on someone's bladder, it's like an eject button for their pee-pee You know what is also an eject button for your pee-pee and poo-poo? Drinking uh, three gallons of soda. I was about to get to that. Now, the second thing was, if I'm going to pay $11 for a cup of soda from the same Coca-Cola freestyle machines that they have where I work, I can drink that Coca-Cola freestyle all day for free style. Then, yeah, I'm going to get my money's worth if you're going to make me pay $11 for this cup. So, yeah, I had about one and a half gallons worth of Diet Coke. And you tried my special invented drink. Here's Tasted what, like shit. Here's what it is. It's, it's half raspberry Diet Dr. Pepper, or if the machine doesn't have the license, Diet Mr. Pibb. Half strawberry Coke Zero. I call it the Big Red. Tasted like fucking ass. <laughs> Tasted good. Never drinking it again. It tastes really good. You drank it before. I've given it to you before. Although it was filled with whiskey when I gave it to you. That will mask the taste of any garbage. Yeah, well, actually. But anyway, the Big Red. It's the most popular drink at my desk. Anyway, so yeah, I had to pee like five times. I missed a lot. I missed the I missed the first appearance of Lando. You missed also the big reveal. It was like Ray is Emperor Palpatine's granddaughter. No, Ooh. I was there for that. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. You were. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh no, you missed the part where Emperor Palpatine killed Ray's parents. Oh, like, did we see that on screen? Yes. Oh, yikes. It was yeah. pretty graphic, too. Like, they just uh, broke into their house and fucking stabbed his parents to death. Not even, like, blasted them with a lightsaber. Just with a knife. Just knifed her dead in the stomach. It's pretty cool. Okay, that is pretty fucking cool. So, wait, so that's Emperor Palpatine killing his own children. Yeah, I don't fucking get it because there was this whole thing where Kylo Ren was like, your parents were nobody. But then she's like, you fucking lied to me. And Kylo Ren is like, I didn't lie. They were nobody. And they sold like they sold you to nobodies because they wanted to protect you from. Oh, Emperor. I, I don't know. So Emperor Palpatine found them and murdered them. 
So, so Emperor Palpatine murdered Ray's adopted parents. No, he murdered Ray's biological parents. I his think. own kids. No, I don't think so. I, I think it was his. I th- because the thing is, like, if if Ray's parents who were Palpatines sold Ray to nobodies, and those nobodies are not Palpatines. Yeah, I was in and out of this movie, honestly. Um, there were these disgusting elephant creatures, just vile. And I could tell that I was supposed... Like, the movie wanted me to really think that they were cute. Oh, no. So they go to a planet with elephant people, and there's these little elephant babies, and they're, like, doing a bunch of cutesy shit, like, clapping and watching a puppet show, but I'm like, oh, my God, I want to step on all of these things. They're so disgusting. They have these weird-ass CGI faces, and their eyes look like the eyes from a taxidermy dog. Like, they're really fucking disgusting. I missed out on all the elephant people, because that was half of the conversation after. We all went to, like, a bar after. Actually, we tried to go to one bar, and then everyone went in, and I, I was, like, way far behind because I was walking with some other people. And everyone went into the bar, Billy Marks West, and they all came out and they were like, that seems like a dangerous biker bar. It has a B rating. Why are we going there? Why did you pick this place? And I told them, I picked it because it had a cool name, Billy Marks West. Let's go to Billy Marks West. Hey, Billy Mark. Billy Marks West it is. Oh, Billy Mark. Hey, Billy Mark. Billy Marks West. And it apparently it's a very dangerous biker bar with very toxic food. Um, Yeah, it was pretty fucking gross, but there was a really nice uh, Irish place literally two blo- one block away. Yeah, and then we went to like a very nice Irish place after. But uh, half of the conversation was about these elephant kids. And I was pissing my brains out. I missed the elephants. No, the elephants were disgusting. They were awful. There was an elephant person that gave Ray a... A bracelet or necklace of some kind. And she's like, she would like to know your name. And she's like, I'm Ray. Ray what? I don't know. I'm just Ray. <laughs> it's very dramatic. Oh, because in the end when she's like, I'm Ray Skywalker. Yeah, uh-huh. Got it. But okay. I didn't think they were cute. They were fucking nasty. I want to kill them. Um, but there was this really cute little thing that fixes droids or yeah. some shit. yeah. It was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like a fetus, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but it was cute because it had big eyes and it made cute little. I don't know what exactly made it cuter than the elephant things, but it was very, it was called like Boba Fuck or something. Yeah. <laughs> what was well, the name of it? I, I forget. But yeah, the little droid, I loved him. He looked like a little gizmo, like from uh, Gremlins. If you know what a Quato is, he looks like a Quato from, uh, from Total Recall. He's like ugly and tiny and gross, but somehow I think it was the voice. It was so cute. He looks so pathetic that yeah. you just want to hold him. I really like that little guy a lot. Um, that guy was funny. I was really into that sexy new bounty hunter voiced by the girl from the Russians. Dude, I Felicity. was. Dude, I was sure Ray was going to die because I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, everybody's getting new love interest. This is not looking good for Ray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Finn's connecting with the cool girl with the bow and arrow. Poe's got like a uh, Poe's dating Felicity with a mask on. Um, but then Ray made out with Kylo Ren. That was hot. The whole audience cheered. Yeah, I got some questions about when people die in Star Wars because it seems like people died and then came back to life a lot. So do you die when you just get too tired from using too much force or something? Yes. Because that's what happened to Luke Skywalker in the, in the Last Jedi. He got too tired from projecting himself across the galaxy. But he died. Then he got to be a Force ghost. 
you, but you're still dead. But you are force ghost. But like you're, you know, you can't like jerk it, for example. But okay, so I mean, you could try, but your arm will like go through your penis. And like there are deleted scenes where like Luke is like, "Come on, come on!" And like he's rubbing it. He's like making a lot of circles. He's using both hands. But his, but he, his hands just keep going through his, his force junk. That's crazy. That's so what you have to do is you have to find like another force ghost to blow you. And like that's. There's not that many force ghosts, and like if you don't make a connection with Mace Windu, then you're kind of out of luck or out of sock, as it were. So was Kylo? Did Kylo Ren get to be a force ghost? Yes, because he gave up all of his force energy to save Rey. He was redeemed because he was redeemed by uh, by Rey's good act, and then also his dad showed up, and his dad was like, "It's totally cool that you murdered me." We want the audience to like you now. So, hey, you're all right, kid. Don't worry that you murdered me. Bye. It's okay for them to root for you. Bye. And then he laughed. Throw the lightsaber into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, no, it feels like people just die. I like. I feel like the rules for when you die in this universe are pretty unclear. But, um, yeah, you get too tired and then you die in this movie. Well, here's the two ways you die in this movie, if you're, if you're like, with the Force. One... Use up all your force goo and you vanish. Just like Kylo vanished and Luke vanished, but not Leia vanished, even though she used up all her force energy to talk to her son. Yeah, wait, she fucking died and then they just left her body just in a cave or something. They covered her body with like a green sheet, which was weird. It looked like a green sheet you get at Target. Like, oh, look at this army green sheet. Um,. Why didn't her body disappear? Yeah, wait, do they not bury people in the Star Wars universe? You know what? It's weird. They don't. Uh, here's what happens to bodies in Star Wars. Uh, they get cut in half and fall down a reactor. That happened to both uh, Darth Sidious and the original Emperor. Uh, they get burned in a funeral pyre. That happened to Qui-Gon Jinn, and it happened to Anakin Skywalker. Or... They disappear, which is what happened to Luke and Kylo. They got a lot of, it's a real, it's a real like a uh, gambler's gambit as to what the hell is going to happen to your body when you die. Yeah, I just think it's very bizarre because I, I, don't, I did not see, and maybe this is the fact that I haven't seen any Star Wars, but it, I, it feels very bizarre to me that they decided to just leave her corpse there almost like they knew she was going to be a force ghost. But what could they possibly, like most, I feel like most of the people... That are working with the res- is the, the resistance. The resistance. I feel like most of them have no frame of reference to even know that Force Ghosts exist. Well, and what what they should all know the Force Ghosts exist because it's like everybody's kind of in on it. Now, wait, just to just to correct us, I do think that Leia's body disappears later. It does, but like much later. Why didn't it disappear right away? Kylo's body disappears right away. Luke, in The Last Jedi, Luke doesn't, like, project himself across the galaxy to fight his nephew who he almost murdered as a kid. Then his body doesn't hang on that rock for five hours and then disappear. Yeah, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Well, it's weird. delayed vanish? After she fucking died, that they weren't all just like, okay, I guess she's not being a force ghost, let's throw her in the fire. (laughs) Yeah, or I thought they were going to burn her body because they do that sometimes to people they like. Like Anakin Skywalker, they burned his body. Qui-Gon Jinn burned his body. Uh, when, when we see Leia's body under that green target sheet, I'm like, oh, 
We're going to have roast Leia for dinner. We're definitely going to see people are going to be walking out hot Leia's bones. But she disappeared when Ray came and talked to her and touched her. So we're given the sense that like Ray has absorbed Master Leia's powers. But Luke just disappeared. A porg did walk up to him and like pet his little wing on him and then disappear. And now the porg's a Jedi <laughs> running around the galaxy with a little lightsaber. Oh my god, yeah. And he would use it for stupid porg shit too. Like he couldn't operate a lightsaber, but he could probably like shoot lasers out of his eyes or something. Yeah. If that porg were to fall to the dark side, the porg shooting lightning out of his eyes so we could get berries that he will not share with the other porgs. No, she's evil. He's controlled by the Sith now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This Sith porg. You walk up to him because you're cold and you want to cuddle. He says, no. Then he burns you. <laughs> no, but then he burns you. I'm sorry to scare you. I know that the stuff I'm bringing up is, is sort But again, this is just a fantasy world. Imagine this. That this pork catches a big, juicy fish. Porklets run up to him. They go, peas, peas, daddy. Can I have some fish? He goes, no. And he kills them with his laser eyes. Yeah, I think it's funnier if he doesn't kill them with his laser. I think it's funnier that the evilest thing a pork could do is just not share its food. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty evil by pork standards. Yeah, so what, what the hell happens with these bodies? Yeah, there's random rules for all these bodies. There's, yeah, no, and I don't understand them and they're not defined. And it makes me sad. Yeah. But what did you think of the kiss? Yeah, it was fine. Nothing weird. Is it like weird? <laughs> the whole internet's been wanting them to kiss for three movies. Yeah, it's. I felt like that was kind of pandering. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, a lot of the movies pandering. It's Star Wars. Yeah, it's like it's like. Uh, all right, they kissed. Are you happy now? They yeah. kissed. Stupid assholes! It's canon. Shut up. Yeah. Buy toys. Start jerking it. All right, you can start jerking it now. They officially kissed. Um, what else was canon in the movie? It's like, yeah, you all love the Emperor so much, he's back. There you go. Shut up. Just shut up. Oh, and you all wanted, like, the Emperor to be behind Snoke? Now he is. We just, we'll throw, that's a toss-away line. Like, I was Snoke. There you go. Your Snoke theory's been confirmed, assholes. Enjoy. You want Ewoks? We got Ewoks in this movie for some stupid fucking reason. Yeah, exactly. You may, you know how much you, there's even Ewoks in this stupid thing. Hey, you want to see Luke's house? Yeah, we're going to go to Luke's house and bury these lightsabers. Oh, here's what I imagined that, that Ray was saying. Like, I'm going to bury these lightsabers for when cheaper actors come along. And then they just get buried. And he's like, there you go. I cost too much now to, to use them. I'm going to be in a Netflix original series. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Star Wars money. <laughs> um... I guess the last thing I'll say about the Star Wars movie is that it reminded me of most Marvel movies. Like In that it was terrible <laughs> and no, too long. You don't like Marvel movies? No, they're terrible and too long. What Marvel movies have you seen? I've seen Captain America. The first one? With or, you. Which cat? Oh, which Captain? The one where he fights Iron Man? No, the, not Captain America. What is it? Captain America, but with tits. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's it? What, what's it Brie called? Brie Larson. <laughs> uh, Captain air. Power, Captain Amazing. What oh, the fuck God, is that? What was her name? St Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay, but that movie wasn't terrible. It was just fine. It was too long. They're all too goddamn long. They're all. They all are very long. But I don't think you've seen many. The only reason I'm uh, calling this is I don't think you've seen many Marvel movies. And then I've seen all the Avengers. All of them. I've even seen the End Game. 
You saw all of Avengers Endgame? I torrented it, yes. Oh, that's really long. But Avengers Endgame is good, it's I think. It's too damn long. Okay, I mean, it's very long. So damn long. I like the one before it more. Avengers Age of Ultron? Even No, the one, um, the one where the purple guy goes and rips the jam out of that guy's head. Oh, Infinity War. Yeah, uh-huh. I okay. thought that was better. I like the second one better, personally. All right, but anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is like, a lot of these Marvel movies, like, for example, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, that's a very good example of one. The first Captain America, the second Iron Man movie, uh, Ant-Man 2. Like, you watch them and you're like, yeah, this is good. And then you just immediately forget everything. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, in, it's it's like a, watching like a puppet show. Like, in one eye and out the other. Like, when you're a kid, like, you just watch stuff. It doesn't stick with you. Like, you watch... Saved by the Bell because it's on. And I think that that's the deal with the Star Wars movie. Like, I watched it. I enjoyed it. I immediately forgot it. Yeah, I don't remember too much about it, but that was might have been... I didn't fall asleep, but I was doing that thing, like, you know when you stare at a white wall for too long and it starts moving? Like, you say certain patterns and shit. That's what I felt like for a lot of this movie. Yeah, exactly. And it's just... And it's weird because it's like, I like everything that's happening... Like, the sword fight that Kylo and Rey have, I think that might be my favorite sword fight in any Star Wars movie. Because, like, I really cared about the characters, and it was good sword fighting. I really liked, I think my favorite scene in the movie was, I thought the training montage was cool. Like, I know that That that's, like, probably not going to be a popular opinion. But, you know, when she's, like, running through the jungle and grabbing stuff, she did this really cool move where she, like, cut something off a tree and then flipped down and, like, caught it back. I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah, that cool red ribbon? (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, I thought that training montage was cool. Like, I like that she set up, like, a little Jedi jungle gym and she's running around. I love the idea that, like, Master Leia is, like, training her. I thought that was cool as hell. Um, But, uh... Yeah, what I was going to say about the sword fights is, like, like uh, all the sword fights in the original Star Wars movie, it is very clear who is going to win. Like, Obi-Wan and Vader fight on the Death Star. It's like, yeah, Obi-Wan's really outmatched. He's like an old man, and this guy's like a killer robot. In the second movie, um, the it's super-duper clear that, that uh, Luke Skywalker is going to lose. Like, Yoda told him not to go there. He's fighting a guy without training, like, yeah, he's going to lose. And in the third movie, yeah, him and Vader are sword fighting, but there's all this other shit happening, like, with the Emperor and a space battle. Like, so we're cutting back and forth. And then in the fucking, in all the prequels, all the sword fights have amazing sword fighting, but you don't give a shit about the characters at all. It's like, the first three Star Wars movies, you give a shit about the characters and the sword fighting's okay. The second three Star Wars movies, you don't give a shit about the characters, and the sword fighting is epic. And and these, these three movies, they finally have both. I give a shit about these characters. I love Kylo and Rey and Finn and Poe and Porgs and that new little speaker droid, Speakobot. I love that guy. That thing was cute. I love that little guy and this little droid slicer guy and sexy Felicity wearing skin-tight pants. Love them all. And... So I care about these characters, and they've clearly put a lot of work into the sword fighting. That sword fight that was happening on the on the the remains of the Death Star Two was dope. Um, I also really liked we got horses running on a star destroyer now. There's like horses galloping up and down on a star destroyer. There's like all this cool shit. 
But then I, I just, it just leaves. Like the moment I left the theater, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and watch a regular show. Hey, is there a place around here we can get some chicken fingers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I didn't leave at any point during the movie, but I can't remember half of it. Yeah. I remember, like, when I was... And, look, it could just be that I'm getting older, but it could also just be that, like, movies are more disposable now. Like, when I left The Matrix when I was a kid, it was all I could think about for weeks was The Matrix. What if I'm in The Matrix? I was, like, running up and down walls. I remember, like, trying to run across the walls of the movie theater on the way out of the matrix like getting a couple of footsteps up there i'm thinking to myself like what if i what if i take this pill or this pill what if an agent smith were hunting me how would i escape an agent smith oh god like i'm thinking all this shit when you saw the hunger like when you saw the hunger games did you immediately start thinking what would happen if i were in the hunger games um hunger games was kind of like i wasn't a kid when hunger games came out mm. but i remember being that way with uh the dark knight rises i thought that oh. was the coolest goddamn movie ever yeah like, i was like 12 or something when that came out i saw the dark knight rises when i was in my early 20s and i thought about that movie for a long time just because it was like so dark and depressive and like the first thing you like one of the first things you see is like a dude who is totally cool with staying on a plane to die so that they'll think Bane is dead. Like this guy just like willingly giving up his life. Um, I'm thinking to myself like what if I was stuck in this Gotham under Bane. I think we're thinking of different movies. You might be thinking of The Dark Knight Returns. No, I'm thinking of the one with Heath Ledger. That's the Dark Knight, huh? That it's Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, and what is the last one? Wait, God hold on. Let me it. look it up. A uh, Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> yeah, no, the Dark Knight Rises is the last one. Ah, uh, damn it! Which one am I thinking? You're of? thinking of the Dark Knight. Okay, that's the one I meant. That's oh, what I meant. That was a good one too. That was a really, really good one. <laughs> yeah, because like that, because you were gen, you like I left that movie like genuinely terrified of the Joker because I kept thinking about that dude. Who's like dressing up like Batman and then the Joker like tortures him and carves a smile into his murdered face and then sends that tape to the news. And then like, d doesn't he tie his body to something and it hits a window? Probably. <laughs> like, well, no, because there's one really specific jump scare where like Bruce or fucking uh, American Psycho, what's his name? Patrick Bateman is standing in his office or something and out of nowhere just this body of this guy smacks into the window and it's like a dude dressed up as batman yes no that does fucking happen and then um the other thing i did and like that whole opening where like the joker is convincing the bank robbers to murder each other and then he murders the last one and he's only doing it as a joke because at the end of the movie he burns all that money so it's like it was never about like who has the most of this bank robber money for him? He just thought it would be funny to have all these guys murder each other. No, I thought it was really cool. That yeah. was movie. That was memorable in my mind. But this just does not. Maybe it's because it was goddamn. I don't think that movie was that long either. I really do think the length is no, one of a problem. The Dark Knight was two and a half hours long. God, Dark are Knight you serious? Long. Yeah, because it's like, uh, just real quick. It's like, uh, introduced to the Joker. He robs a mob bank. Then there's Batman's running around. Like like fake Batmans and the Scarecrows out there. The Joker's doing more shit. The Joker gets captured. The Joker escapes. The Joker finds Harvey Dent, turns him into a Two-Face. Batman's got to stop the Two-Face and stop the Joker. 
The cops now have to think that Batman's a bad guy. Like, the reason the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight was so long was because it had two fucking bad guys, Two-Face and the Joker, and the, and the fucking DA who gets kidnapped and then blown up. There was like a long ass movie. It's a long ass movie, but it was a good ass movie. And yeah, this just good. didn't, like, what I, I have no idea what we're even talking about at this point, but this movie was not The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think we're talking about, like, like the, like the ability to get lost in the world of a movie. Yeah. Like, um, even with The Dark Knight Rises, like, that movie is almost three hours long. But it's just like got this atmosphere and it gets like darker and darker and more oppressive and more oppressive until finally like Batman's driving a bomb out in the middle of the ocean and then it turns out that he's in France and all. It's like it's it's the plot of The Dark Knight Rises is totally insane. Like it just starts out so simple. Oh, there's some crime happening. Eh, But the one percent seems to not notice. And then by the end, it's like the United States government has cut off access to Gotham City because Gotham City has nuclear bombs driving around in garbage trucks. But there's three garbage trucks and you have to find the right garbage truck. And the auto, you've got to take the autopilot thing out there. And then it, there's a Bane, but Bane's not even the bad guy because Raj Al Ghul's daughter is the bad guy. It's just, it's, it's insane. It's, yeah, I agree with you. And with these Star Wars movies, it's the kind of thing where it's like you should be able to lose yourself so easily in them because there's magic powers and laser swords and hot people fighting on boats and like and there's old people who you give a shit about because you watched them when you were kids and there's x-wings and y-wings fighting star destroyers and the emperor's there and like i should get lost in this world and care about everything and i don't know i feel like but I, but then again, I wonder, like, is this me? Like, is it? am I just old and, like, my key won't turn to lock anymore? I mean, maybe. It could be that. I can't really tell because I never watched these as kids. So I don't have, like, that. It's this is just a movie to me. But, no, I saw everybody on Twitter talking about how this movie was total trash fire, how it was awful. I didn't like it, but I don't think it was bad. It wasn't bad. I thought it was fine. Like, I walked out and I was like, eh, that was a movie. Yeah. It was a way to occupy three hours of my time. Let's go get something to eat. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I don't know. But maybe that's because I've just never seen the original. So I have no frame of reference for how good these movies are supposed to be. (laughs) Well, see, that's like, honestly, this is why I care so much about your opinion on this. Because we, I'm someone who watched all all Star Wars, played a lot of the video games, bought toy lightsabers. I even have... This, like, book here, this, like, old ripped-up copy of Tales from the Mos Eisley Cantina. This is, like, the first expanding universe. I read so many books like this. I had, like, 20 books like this. Like, I care so much about it, and I leave not have I leave having cared about as much as I cared about Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange. And then you don't care about these movies at all, not and you leave not caring either. I'm, I'm trying to think of what would be a similar thing. Like, something that I was super into as a kid... That I can go be okay. So let me ask you yes or no question. Sure. Do you do you think as an adult have when was the last time that you watched like the original Star Wars? Probably not for ten years. Okay, so you don't. It's not one of those things where you go back and you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. I did 
I re- like a couple of years ago I saw Return of the Jedi. Like I, like I was home for Christmas, it was on TV. Does it hold up? I was like, wow, this sucks. Oh, really? But everybody thinks Return of the Jedi sucks. It, the, the good one is The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. See, that's really interesting to me because I feel like a lot of I'm trying to think of like things that I really liked as a kid and it was like Sailor Moon, Pokemon, and Pirates of the Caribbean for some reason. Like, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, I remember seeing it in theaters. I was, like, seven or something. I was really young, and I just loved it, and I, like, wanted all the toys, and I wanted to watch all the movies, but then I went back a couple years ago and watched it. I was like, these movies kind of fucking suck. I thought the first Pirates movie was good. It was fine. I remembered leaving it thinking it was really good. Really? Yeah, just because I don't think I'd ever seen, like, a good pirate movie before. You know what I mean? Like, pirates had always, like, existed as a trope. It's like, that's when you dress up for his Halloween. And I see this movie, like, that movie's pretty fucking good. Especially, but you know what? Maybe it was because I had lowered expectations because I was like, they made a movie out of that ride? <laughs> I know, like I saw, but I hear that like the pirates movies get bad and then they get worse. They get real bad. Yeah. Like, around the Black Pearl, it's like start really dive, taking a nose dive. <laughs> no, that's what I fucking heard. I mean, I know what you're like. I have gone back, like, uh, when I was younger, I was super duper into 30 Rock. Like, I watched it all the time. I would watch episodes over and over. I had like 30 Rock DVDs and. Then last night, we tried to watch an episode of 30 Rock, and I was like, why isn't this funny? It's like, yeah, so, okay, so the coherent point that I'm trying to make is, maybe this movie isn't a trash fire. Maybe you're just old now, and these movies were never good. Like, as good as you remember them being, as a kid walking out of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I mean, I think that's really fucking interesting, because everybody of my generation hated the prequels. I remember I had a buddy who worked at a, a video rental store. Like, my generation hated the prequels, but then the generation after us, he was always like, the prequels are always rented, they're never there, the originals are always on the shelf, and the prequels are always gone. I mean, these could just be movies for little fucking kids, and, like, it's weird It's weird for us to try to apply so much, like, logic and art to them. I mean, if you think about it, like, well, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises are clearly movies for adults. Those are not movies for kids, yeah. but... Captain Marvel is a movie for little girls, and like, and Doctor Strange is a movie for little kids. I mean, maybe it's weird that like, maybe we're the problem. I think we are the problem. I think that's the conclusion we can draw: is that adults watching children's media is the problem. Adults watching children's media and then making like YouTube video after YouTube video after YouTube video about it is the problem. There was one thing that I thought was really, that would have been really cool to see as a kid in that movie. What's up? When the, oh, and uh, uh, this is just one more spoiler. Uh, when the emperor fucking died and his skull turned to like ash and like his face was like melting and going everywhere. I was like, if I were a five-year-old boy, this would be horrifying to watch. Oh God, yeah. That'd be the shit you have nightmares about. Like that, uh thing in the Indiana Jones movie where the guy's face melts off. Yeah. I saw, like, J.J. is a gigantic Spielberg fan. Like, J.J. pretty much wants to be Spielberg, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought that was, like, a direct homage to the face melting in the Indiana Jones movie. J.J. was just like, I want to creep people out like I was creeped out when I saw that guy's face melt. I thought that was cool. I did think that was cool. I like the special effects. Yeah. All right, well, hey, uh, we'll be right back after this. 
Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Yeah, so that wraps up our Star Wars discussion. Uh, it was pretty insane how Chewie got molested by the First Order. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, I was kind of horrified by it. There were kids in the audience seeing Chewbacca just screaming in pain. Yeah. Screaming. And also, because I know the Wookiee language, he was screaming the names of his wife and child. Wow, that's really fucked up. And what made it even worse was that the Porks helped. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty fucked. I mean, I get it. They don't know what they're doing, but like every time the Porks would like jump up and down on those buttons and that you-know-what got rammed further and further into Chewbacca's you-know-where. Yeah. I was like, this isn't how you should be using Porks, JJ. I get it. You don't like Rion Johnson, but don't make his Porks part of this. Yeah, it was like, that was, blew my mind. And, like, see the movie just for the twist where the Porgs are Force-sensitive and are on the dark side. Yeah, see the movie for where the Porgs use their little wings to snap Ray's neck, and then Ray's neck turns towards the camera and says, Happy Halloween! And then they eat her eyes. I didn't think that was fucking necessary, but... Dad, you know what? I will give J.J. credit. He made her eyes look delicious, and I was kind of like, you know what? Light-side Porg, dark-side Porg. These look like some tasty eyeballs. Yeah, okay, so that wraps up our no more spoilers for this point forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly, all right, no more spoilers, that's it. Um, we have another topic here on the table, which is ranking everything at McDonald's. Oh, it's going to be a real, this is a real challenge. Okay, first we need a comprehensive list of everything. All right, you know what? Here, why don't we give a little taster of this, and then we'll go next week and flesh it out. How about our f- top five? Okay, all right. Top five things at McDonald's. All right. Granted, ranking everything McDonald's is a little bit challenging. My number one thing at McDonald's, medium fries. Just because I think that the French fry, McDonald's has French fries better than anyone else. You can get like comparable burgers at other places, comparable chicken nuggets. You can't get comparable fries you just can't yeah and they get that sometimes when they get the oil on it you can like suck the salt (laughs) yeah exactly and like the little collection of like salt and grease at the bottom of the fries you can like pop out and dump in your mouth is good the best i also think that like medium is the right amount of fries it's the perfect amount of fries small it's like what are you doing small is like a cock tease and then if i have a large fries I feel guilty forever. Have you seen those shitty ass little like baby fries that they put in uh, Happy Meals now because everybody bitched so hard that now they have to include both fries and apples in all of the meals. But they don't do the caramel anymore. So what even is the fucking point? Yeah, I know. That's a really good point. Because you could because uh, I would want to dip the fries in the caramel. To get that, like, salty sweetness, you know, like when you salt chocolate. Oh, yeah. Salt and caramel is a very popular combination. I think there was an episode of Food Wars about this, how, like, the salt in... You put salt on caramel because it activates, like, part of your tongue, and you could taste the caramel better. I swear to God, that's real. Look it up. No. I mean, there was an episode of Food Wars about that, and if it's in Food Wars, it has to be true. I remember I tried that, and then my clothes exploded off my body, and I went, oh! And it was really good. I know you're making a joke, but a lot of the like cooking shit is true. Oh, of course it is. I think one of the reasons Food Wars is a good show, and also uh, Laid Back Camp, like there's this weird trend in anime now. And I don't know everything about anime. I only know what Sriracha shows shows me. But it's like those lessons. Those lessons make the show better. I don't know why. 
Yeah, it doubles as like an educational tool. Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm getting more out of it. Like, I don't know why, but I like that stuff. But uh, yeah, but you know what? I actually do like those teeny tiny micro fries that come in the, that come in the Happy Meals. Why? Meals. I'll tell you why. If I've had a small fries, that's enough for me to get addicted. Now I'm, and if I've had a small fries, I'll probably either go order another small fries or order a medium fries, and I should have just ordered a large fries. But I kind of like appetizer-sized McDonald's fries. It's like there's four. I'll have four French fries. Now I've had the taste of McDonald's French fries, but I don't feel like I ate like an asshole today. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for one goddamn second. I like it. I also think the little boxes are cute. It's like they made an even smaller small fry, like a mini fry. Oh, I bet you could like totally have like, can you imagine him just holding a little thing of fries? Sriracha is holding a porg and the porg is holding its its hands out in front of it as if to say like, please give me fries. Please fry. give me eyeballs in my voice fly box. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about floor pizza. Oh, okay. Well, wait, just before we move on, what's your number one thing? Because- oh, McChicken. By far, the McChicken. It is the perfect fast food sandwich. You See, that's so weird to me because it's like the Big Mac or that like really delicious like buttermilk chicken sandwich that costs $7. A double quarter pound of cheese. It it seems like the McChicken is almost like the worst sandwich you could eat at McDonald's. No way. It's the best. And let me tell you why. Okay. Because it's just simple enough. It's First of all, it's a dollar, so you can't beat that. And it's just simple enough that it's at every single McDonald's. Like, you want that crispy buttermilk crap? You want a McRib? Good luck finding it. Not every McDonald's will have them. It doesn't matter what country you're in or where you stop at a McDonald's or how much money you have, you can get a McChicken. (laughs) You're raising a lot of good points. Yeah. The accessibility of the McChicken is really cool. It's only a dollar? It's only a dollar. Or at some places it's one twenty, but whatever. But it's been. But the thing is, it's it's been a dollar forever, right? Yeah. You know, it's like you could get six chicken nuggets for two or three dollars, or a McChicken for one, and then that's like kind of six nuggets on a, in a little patty. It's the people sandwich. It is. It's the it's the pedestrian sandwich. It's the sandwich that's not for the bourgeoisie, not for the elites. It's the sandwich of the worker. It's the working class chicken sandwich. Yes, it is the best item at McDonald's. I like that. So, now, something you told me before was that you feel the McChicken is the precursor to all chicken sandwiches. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like, um, I have no data on when this was invented or like who made the first one or what fast food restaurant. But I feel like that is the basis because they, there is a McChicken at every fast food restaurant. They just call it different things. Like at Wendy's, it's the Chicken Junior, some shit, Burger King. It's a, I don't remember, but there is a dollar's chicken sandwich at everywhere. Do you think the McChicken is responsible for the current chicken sandwich wars? I think you could make an argument if you go back far enough. See, when we were drunk a couple of nights ago, that's the argument you made to me. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, mm, I say a lot of things when I'm drinking. Oh, okay. All right. Because I just thought it was interesting. You were laying out this case that, like, the McChicken popularized the fried breaded chicken sandwich and is directly responsible for today's For everyone that's arrested outside of Popeye's can thank the McChicken. Well, I don't remember saying that, but that does sound like something I would say. Yeah, you were really passionate about it. And now, in the light of day, you don't even remember making it. 
When you're drunk, are you just saying weird, random stuff? Yeah, I think that's what every drunk person does, right? I believe it. I believe all of it. <laughs> like, when you're really drunk and you go, it's t- when you go, I need hookah or I'm going to die, I bring you to a hookah place right away because I think it's either I bring you to the hookah or the hospital. Listen, it's true that if I don't smoke tobacco, I will die. <laughs> that is verifiable. Oh, wow, okay. Well, you're saying it when you're sober, too, so it's got to be true. It is true, yes. All right. Well, hey. Well, speaking of uh, a food, we went to uh, a, uh, a, a bird. We were going to go out on a date on Thursday, and then Sriracha was like, "I want to go watch the debate. I want to find a debate watching party." For some reason, Sriracha really, really wants to watch these Democratic national debates. Sure. Because I just want to wear my Yang hat outside <laughs> and have it make sense. Is that the only reason? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You were really excited to wear that hat. I love that. I bought uh, one of those Yang beanies. It's great. I love it. It says math right on just the Just says math on it. So I'm going to even wear it after the election. It's just cool. It's just a cool hat. It is actually a really cool hat. I like the lettering. I like the design. And I know your dad calls you a hat person. Yeah, that just means I look good in hats. It's weird that you look good in every hat. I like hats a lot. I don't own too many of them, but I need to buy more hats. That's like your fucking magic power is that you look good in every hat. I found at work a white, because it was swag, a, a white Michelob Ultra hat. I said to myself, I bet Sarasma look pretty good in this hat. <laughs> I brought home Budweiser hats from you. I brought home a Budweiser hat for you from, from Texas. You look really good in that hat. Fuck yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. This is a hot topic of debate. Sure. Would you eat a pizza? Okay, this is something happened to me. I dropped a pizza. Right, right, right. So we're at the debate party. Yes. And there's free pizza. And Sriracha, you were trying to move the pizza and someone bumped you? Because someone dumbass, like, instead of putting the pizza on a table like a normal human being, some dumbass decided to just take a bar stool and stack, like, 40 pizzas on top of it. So people are trying to get pizza, and I'm like, oh, let me help. So I take one off the top of the box, and it's a crowded bar, so I get bumped into it, and I drop the box, and the box falls at, like, an angle, and the pizza slips out. And half of the pizza falls on the floor. And, of course, everybody sees it. And it's like, it's this is a full pizza, too. Not one slice had been taken out of it. Okay. And everybody's like, fucking throw that pizza away. That's disgusting. You can't put that back in the box. Because I'm, like, quick shoving it back in the box. Yeah. But I didn't want to throw away an entire pizza. Half of it didn't even leave the box. So I just put it in a separate pile with the words floor pizza. <laughs> Written on the box in Sharpie. And I think that was a fair compromise. So I ran a poll on Twitter and said, would you eat a pizza that fell on the floor for like maybe five seconds? Uh Maybe. Not even toppings down. Toppings up. And like 64% of you are gigantic pussies who wouldn't eat. It was a perfectly fine pizza. You didn't. Okay. You've been screwing this story up from the beginning, Sriracha. I I get to the debate party that night. She goes up to me. She goes, would you eat pizza that fell on the floor? I go, no, of course not. And she goes, oh, everyone's a critic. No, only my floor pizza. At no point did you say that it was toppings up. When you, when you put that poll out and you said, would you eat pizza that fell on the floor? Everybody naturally thinks it's toppings down. Because if it's not toppings down, why are you even asking the question in the first place? It's like, oh, okay, the... That hard, sandy part on the bottom touched the ground for a second? That's not a big deal. That's not even worth asking. If you're asking if the pizza fell on the floor, 
the natural inclination is that you're asking because it was topping down. Well, it was topping up. And I even wrote out a whole story about exactly what happened to this goddamn floor pizza. And people still voted that they wouldn't eat it. And I think you guys are pussies. I think you won't survive the winter and your genetics do not deserve to be passed on. Only mentioned that it was toppings up later when when you were specifically asked about it. When you floated the poll, there was no indication as to whether it was toppings up or toppings down. You know what? I'm going to be real with you, Chief. I think I would even eat it if it was toppings down. You would eat pizza at a filthy Brooklyn bar with people's filthy Brooklyn boots. All that grime and gunk getting soaked up into that wet, spongy cheese, essentially making the floor even dirtier somehow, and the pizza, really? Like a a dead fly in there? A used condom? Part of a needle? This is a Brooklyn (laughs) bar, not a Manhattan bar. Um, okay, so maybe I'm biased because the pizza had been sitting out for a while, so it wasn't, like, wet anymore, you know? I don't think I would eat wet pizza. That's... See, now you found another layer to it. Okay. Old cold pizza, where the cheese has essentially become hard, hard gelatin. Like, essentially as hard as the pizza at Nathan Masri's Garfield Eats restaurant. Yeah, which they're opening another one for some godforsaken reason. They're opening one in Ontario. Oh, my God, that's so fucked up. Why does he keep doing this? (laughs) I'll tell you why he keeps doing it. Because he refuses to be wrong. He's do- he does what everybody does these days. He's doubling down. At some point, his dad has to run out of money, right? <laughs> no, his dad is insanely wealthy. This guy can open up 200 Garfield Eats's. Like, it's, he, like, this, this Toronto restaurant's bad. The food's bad. He refuses to make the food good. He put out a post the other day on Instagram where he was like, he was like, customers, We've heard what you want. We're finally giving you what you've been asking for. We are listening to you, and here's what you clearly want. Garfield's potato tail. Yeah, what the fuck is that? It's like one of those spiral potatoes you get at the beach or something. It's like one of those spiral potatoes that you get at the beach, only it's Garfield's tail. And then there's a cartoon where, you know, because Nathan makes those little cartoons where he uses, like, real Garfield art that he probably doesn't have the license to, but they're not going to. And, like... And instead of a regular tail, Garfield's got a potato tail, and he goes, Mmm, my tail is delicious. Garfield would never say that. He would not want you to eat his tail. He would say, My tail tastes disgusting. My tail tastes like shit. Don't eat my tail, please. I'm Garfield. Don't eat my tail. The thing that perplexes me so much about Nathan Mazur and all of his stupid ideas is that he just he just goes on Instagram and says lies. Yes! <laughs> so funny to me. Like, um, at one point, this is a very minor one in the whole grand scheme of Nathan Masri bullshittery. He put up some comment. It was like a screenshot of his Instagram comments. And somebody said, please bring Garfield Eats to Adelaide, Australia. And he circles it and he puts up, wow, dot, dot, dot. Our PR team, we said we've had over 5,000 comments telling us to bring it to Adelaide. And I'm like, that is obviously not true. 500 people don't, or 5,000 people don't live in Adelaide. Nathan, that's obviously a lie. It's like, why would you just... (laughs) It's perplexing to me because it's not even a realistic lie. Yeah, but the thing is, like, the only people that... It's interesting with, with lies like this. Because the only people that will call him on the lies don't like him to begin with. And he doesn't care what they have to say. 
Because, like, if they don't like him, then they're not buying his pizza. If they're not buying his pizza, then why does he give a shit? So it's like the lies only only function to, like, fool the people who already believe in him. And, like, those people might also be like, yeah, and I know Nathan's lying about how many people, but whatever. He does that sometimes. I still like him. I would not be surprised if the population of Adelaide was, like, 50,000 or something, because there are much less people living in Australia than in the United States. So you're telling me 10% of the people in Adelaide, Ad, Adelaide population, 10% of the people in Adelaide want Garfield Eats. I don't think 10% of the people in Adelaide know what the fuck you are. Yeah, no, of, of course, of course. And I, I remember like when we had him early, when we had him on early, he, he was, he was talking about how he, he's like, I'm on the Lattice podcast, a podcast with over 500,000 downloads a week. Yeah. We did not say that, by no, the way. Of course not. We didn't even say a number that could be inflated to that. Like we didn't even tell me, we, we didn't tell him like, Oh, we got $5,000 a week, $50,000 a week, $1,500. It's just like. That number just came right out of Garfield's ass. It did. Right uh, right underneath where Garfield keeps his delicious potato tail. Okay, well, I was wrong. There is uh, almost 1.5 million people in Adelaide. Okay, well, then I guess Nathan's right. Nathan, we're sorry. But I don't believe you, Nathan. I still think you're a fucking dirty liar, and uh, nobody likes Garfield eats. Pizza's bad. It tastes awful. Wait a minute. Okay, first off, the chat here, Alexander Pelinoff is telling us. There are over 1 million people in Adelaide. Sorry, bud. Okay. Sorry, I don't know your hoity-toity country. Okay, second. Are we the bad guys here? What do you mean? Well, think about it. We just did like 15 minutes of material on how like Nathan is a liar and he's wrong and he's inflating all these stats. Are we the bad guys? Okay, no, because I'm honest wrong. He's intentionally dishonest. Yeah, that's exactly right. When we found out we were wrong, we immediately corrected the record. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah! I fucking believe. I do not believe that fi- there are 5,000 unique comments telling Nathan that to bring Garfield East to fucking Adelaide. I well, don't believe you. Now you're moving the goalposts. Why? Because you said now it's unique comments, but before it was just comments. How do we know that Nathan didn't hire... How do we know there's not one guy in Adelaide who's commented 5,000 times? I honestly... Bring Garfield Eats here. <laughs> probably. I, he's definitely buying Google reviews. Well, yeah, we know that. that. We know that a lot of his followers are bots and things like that. But uh, look, there's a reason I started talking about the potato tail. Because, because Nathan Mansry goes, we've heard you people. We know what you want and we're giving it to you. Garfield's potato tail. No. What we want is for you to put salt on your fries. Salt the goddamn French fries. Just put packets of salt out. It costs one dollar. Include salt with the delivery fries. Just give me the option to salt the fries. Have salt somewhere in your restaurant. He salts the, the chocolates and he won't salt the fries. I just want the option to salt the fries. And if you don't want salted fries, that's fine. Okay! That was- I want the option to salt the fries! That was always an option! You just asked for them with no salt! Exactly! So, he's like, ah, yes, people keep talking about fried potato issues! Fried potato issues! Ah, yes, exactly! I know what they want! A big spiral potato that you'd get at Coney Island, and I'll have it coming out of Garfield's ass! That's right! Eat Garfield's ass potatoes. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah, here, Nathan, here's a new idea for a great new product. So you have Garfield, and he's spreading his cheeks, and yep. he's shitting on a giant log of organic, uh-huh. <laughs> organic, uh, free-range, locally-sourced cacao. <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. You wanted it. You've got it. It's Garfield shit. Eat Garfield shit, you dumb cucks. I don't know why he's calling us cucks. I guess he's. I guess he's been on the internet lately. He's fed up people using that word. Yeah, that's the new uh, game on the Garfield Eats app, too, is you have to walk in on uh, Garfield. Like, what is the girl cat getting fucked by, I don't know, Odie? Arlene? Yeah, Arlene. Odie's cucking Arlene now? No, Odie's cucking Garfield because he's fucking Arlene. No, you're So Garfield right. is the one being cucked. Garfield's getting cucked? Garfield's getting Garf-cucked? Wait, last night, you told, or maybe it was the night before, speaking of getting cucked... I heard about a new, new cuckoldry facet to Christery. Yeah, as Wick was telling us last night, that he believes that in the most, uh, like in the most superficial sense, that Chris, solid Chris, did cuck liquid Chris because there is hours of liquid Chris's IRL girlfriend just having phone sex with Chris Chan. So I mean, it and it's not a joke phone sex. No, it's, it's like, not. You don't spend thirty hours on the phone as a joke. No, you spend ten minutes having pretend joke phone sex with somebody. Like, because we've heard what's the name of the girl? Casey. We've heard Casey being like, "Oh yeah, I'm touching myself. Oh, you're making me so wet. What do you want to do to my tits?" And like, she's saying them in a way where like she thinks she's joking. But she's doing this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, that's not normal. That's not normal behavior. So it is kind of cuckoldry if you really think about it. Yeah, and which Vic was telling us, which I liked, he was like, it's the only time that Solid Chris ever got one up on Liquid Chris. Oh, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, we talk about this a lot. In uh, we This month, we released two new episodes of Christery. And on Christmas Day, there is a new Christmas episode of Pork Chatter, a Pork Chatter Christmas 2. You can get all three of these uh, bonus episodes for one $2 pledge. And if you have a little more money because it's a Christmas season, you pledge $15, you can watch us live every week. You can watch literally Sriracha from behind this tampon fort right now. No non-menstruators allowed <laughs> behind my fort. Is that the case? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for telling me. Only birds and menstruators. <laughs> Now you're moving the goalposts again. Well, goal guess what? Mover? It's not moving goalposts. I just changed the rules because it is my fort and I can do that. We need a name for this fort. Now, Argarash suggested Fort Box, which I like. I like that fort a lot. Made out of boxes of tampons, but there's also like a, a fun double meaning there. Um, Words suggested Fort Bloodsport. He said it rhymes. And I'm like, I kind of like that rhymes. I notice all these tampons, the boxes are written in French. So what if we did French Fanny Fortress? Because <laughs> Fanny's a pussy. The triple F. Yes. The French Fanny Fortress. I like that. But I like what you said earlier, too, which was... which was um The blood barracks. Yeah, the barracks of blood. That's a, that sounds badass. That sounds metal. The ba- Welcome to the barracks of blood. I like that a lot. JJ, welcome to the barracks of blood. You'll put the birds in the movie, or you'll find it most impossible to escape. You have a lot of, you have a lot of girl coming into my corporation and not putting my birds in the movie, JJ. <laughs> Need I remind you that your daughter has eight fingers left? <laughs> You know what? Disney gave JJ's kid a Spider-Man book. What? I know. I'm just going to say it one more time. Disney 
gave J.J. Abrams his son, I don't know, Frank Abrams or whatever, he let J.J. Abrams' son write a Spider-Man comic book series. And I think that's what J.J. got for putting the Porgs in the movie. Yeah, probably. He's like, he's like good, J.J. You see when you play ball, your child gets to write Spider-Man swinging around the city. And your daughter gets to continue to use chopsticks. <laughs> oh, my God! Well, I think that's about it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Listen to the podcast, JJ. There are... Oh, wait, no, I was about to say something about uh, peacefully protesting outside the Disney office. Well, that is a good point, because we did say beforehand that if there were no birds in this movie, there would be serious consequences. Serious consequences for the public image of the Disney Corporation, because we would be staging a peaceful, nonviolent protest. Yes, exactly. Now, just read between the lines here. But don't, but also don't read between the lines. Don't, don't look do too it. close. Don't, don't, don't look too, too close. close. <laughs> but there would be consequences. There would be problems. Yeah. There would be problems for the executives who are in charge of Disney. Wait, can, do me a favor. Can you say problems like in a fun, like, there would be like problems. You know, there would be a little problems in the Disney office. Yippee baby, tiny, ippy baby problem. Like, like, you know, there'd be some problems. We wouldn't really be happy about that. There'd be consequences. A consequence. But hey, they, they barely made it. No consequences. They fulfilled their role in the stupidest, dumbest, most contrived way possible, but they did do it. Those were sp- Bite porgs. Those were spite porgs. They were fucking ugly. Yeah, they were disgusting. Anyway, that's it for the, this episode of Last Podcast. Again, uh, there's uh, <laughs> this month we got two new episodes of Christory, and on Christmas Day we got a pork chatter. Christmas is already recorded and it's programmed. Day it'll, it'll premiere Christmas morning at one a.m. on Patreon.com/slashstereos. I looked it up. We have fifty-two bonus episodes. Oh wow, that's one every week. Yes, exactly. So like for just a two-dollar pledge, you get access to fifty-two. Bonus episodes. Assuming that each of them is an hour long, that's 55 million hours of content. Essentially, there's more content you could listen to than you have a human life. So leave these bonus episodes to your kids and you will. Put it on in your car and then you, when you're on your way to work, you'll be happy and then you will be more productive and you will make more money. Because everybody's like, wow, why is that guy in such a good mood? Because he knows that there are birds in the Star Wars movie. He knows. Anyway, that was the Loudest Podcast. Uh, the cl- our closing theme is by Tom from the Roast Morton Podcast. Our opening theme is by Waterboy, spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I. You can find his music at waterboy.bandcamp.com. You can find Tom's great podcast, the Roast Morton Podcast, on uh, iTunes and such. Uh, this episode was lovingly edited by Zwick. Like everything we do, we love him so much. If you're looking to hire him, you can email jpzwick, Z-W-I-C-K, at gmail.com. Easy way to remember it is jpzwick, because his editing is as good as a dinosaur's editing. We love you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.